the reason I wanted to record this episode today is because I've I've been having these weird thoughts lately. <laughs> like, is any of this popcorn, popcorn real? real or not? <laughs> Dude, that's so good. We gotta do an AI of, of Haley Jill Osmond's voice. <laughs> Dude, we could just like call him and ask him. He's he's got nothing else going on right now. He does love coming back to do Sora, no matter how old he is. Yeah, no matter how <laughs> old and low his voice gets, which it just doesn't stop. <laughs> like, before we get into this, I have an important question to ask you. Who would win in a fight? Dark heart, cold heart, or no heart from the Care Bears? I don't see how that's related, but um, I think obviously <laughs> dark heart. Well, no. What, he's got a cool what voice. What powers he's does like, dark heart has? <laughs> he can't actually do anything except transform into trans- a little boy. <laughs> He can transform into animals of all well, kinds. Well, so can No Heart. <laughs> but No Heart can only do it when Shrieky shrieks. He doesn't do Are it on purpose. Are you sure about that? I, I know <laughs> well, he does do it when Shrieky shrieks, but I kind of thought it was something he can do at will. <laughs> but no, Cold Heart probably wins. He defeats yes! all the Care Bears say, in I, all I, the I was thinking about this all day. <laughs> I, I would put all of my bets on Cold Heart. That man is like far more formidable than takes anyone out one else by the one. Care Bears ever fight. <laughs> It's like a, it's it's like a horror movie, dude. It's crazy. You know, the land without feelings is a Care Bear slasher. It's just one by it one is. they fall. It's Even insane. though Tender Heart, he's just like a total freaking badass as he climbs that wall. Whoa, he just won't stop. <laughs> he just keeps climbing, pulling those hearts out of his tummy. I was thinking about it though, because it's not even really a slasher. It's like the best analog I could come to it was like Saving Private Ryan. It's like a movie where someone gets kidnapped and then the team that goes to save that person gets killed one by one. That's a good theory. The Land Without Feelings Care special is the saving Private, Private Ryan, Ryan of the Care universe. universe. It really is, though. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like plot, but also quality, it's like the highest quality piece of media Care Bear has ever put out, in my opinion. I can't forget that part where Tender Heart is just like, I don't know who this Kevin guy is. All I know is that his blonde friend told us to rescue him. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Good old tender. Right? Doesn't care about Kevin. No, no caring is his thing. crap about Kevin. It's just the thing I'm doing right now. <laughs> you think I'm going to stop the thing I'm doing? <laughs> I do have a theory about that movie. It's just dark and depressing, though, which is that Coldheart was just like, a child trafficker who was like kidnapping yes. kids and getting them addicted to like heroin. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then they turned into, you know, like heroin Slaves. zombies. Watch the movie. It's pretty clear cut, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it's that's that kind of uh, moral, at least for kids. Like, don't uh, get in a car yeah, with a very, stranger. very clear cut moral. <laughs> like, if you ever talk to a stranger because you're feeling depressed, he will F up your life. <laughs> like, you... He will give you some sort of like, Beer, drug cocktail, and you will (laughs) turn turn into a slave. Yeah, just a a mindless slave forever. And the only person who can save you is Tenderheart. Not because he likes you, but because he won't stop doing what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, glad, glad we cleared that theory up. Well, oddly enough, that's not what I wanted to talk about at all today. What? I want to talk about a game that is near and dear to to your heart, I know, and to my heart, and to I think the hearts of pretty much anybody who grew up during the time that we grew up and owned a PlayStation 2. I want to talk about the Kingdom Hearts series, um, which is quite a series. It's a yeah. It is an incredibly, incredibly interesting <laughs> and strange series of games. It's a very sprawling series. And why? <laughs> like, yeah, I- <laughs> it's it's like. These are the Disney games. You know, if you want to play a game about Disney characters, it's Kingdom Hearts, right? That's all you've got, really, besides you certainly some, like, don't go play Epic garbage. Mickey. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Epic Mickey's the other closest thing you can come to, like, an actual game. The only other things that you have are, like, the licensed, you know, movie games that they stopped making in, like, the mid-2000s. They had Disney Infinity for a while. Kingdom Hearts is where all of the Disney characters have gotten their like multiverse event. They hopped on that train like three decades too early. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> multiverses are all the rage now. I don't know. 
Disney was just like way ahead of ahead of the time, but uh, um, I think Square Enix was way ahead of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, fair. These enough. games have little to do with Disney. <laughs> well, but it's it's strange because Square Enix seems to consider the multiverse aspect of the games to be more of like a hurdle to be overcome rather than like the draw. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're like, well, we gotta include all these Disney games. Let's just have them like uh, visit different planets. Really, we want to focus on like worlds, all of our crazy no characters, though. <laughs> We want to focus but, on yeah. Luxord. As and long as Roxas there's lots and... of handsomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots and lots of handsomes. Oh boy. Okay, so that's that's actually you've hit on my theory for the day. What I want to talk about is Ansem. Which and one? If I say that I want to talk about the character Ansem, you might find yourself asking, who is he talking about? Because there are a lot of characters named Ansem. Mostly all I can do is just laugh to hide my shame. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I mean, that is something that some people named Ansem tend to do sometimes. It's less of a theory and more of an essay. Normally we have a crazy theory, but the game itself, the actual story is crazy enough. You don't need a theory, you just need someone to explain it. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go very far into explaining the Kingdom Hearts games today. Yeah, they're kind of inexplicable. I want to answer the question, who is Ansem? Who are all of the Ansems? Why are there so many Ansems? And specifically, I'm going to outline for you the, what I consider to be, canonical 13 Ansems that exist in the universe of Kingdom Whoa, Hearts. Whoa, 13. Well, that's an important number. There are number. 13 <laughs> Ansems. And that's, 13 I is a very 14, important actually. number in Kingdom Hearts. There is debatably 14 Ansems. But, no, just uh, like there's debatably 14 members of Organization 13. <laughs> there's debatably more than 14 members. And don't even get me started on the real Organization 13, which oh, is right, a right. completely different organization <laughs> from Organization 13 with completely different members and completely different goals. Um, they okay. have literally nothing to do with each other it's like if you had disney that was like making kids movies and then another company came and they called themselves the real disney and they just like did uh plumbing <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> so in this episode you're going to ansem all the questions we have about oh ansem. i've got all the ansems for you <laughs> I, I hope this ansems your question because uh <laughs> if this doesn't nothing will at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3, on Destiny Islands, in the intro that's going on. Yeah, where you have these strange thoughts lately, like, is any of this real or not? Right. Riku wanted to share a Paupu fruit with Sora and was just being tsundere, right? <laughs> there is one true and unbreakable love in this series, and it's most certainly Riku and Sora. Right, <laughs> I don't right. even know what Kairi's doing there. <laughs> I believe that Riku introduced the idea of a Paupu fruit through the race to see who could share one with Kairi to throw Sora off. You know, he's he's a little tsundere. He couldn't just say, I want to do this with you. He's like, hey, let's fight over who gets to do this with Kairi. But then later that night, as they were all hanging out on that sub island <laughs> right next to the real island with the with yeah. a tree on it, <laughs> Kairi went home first. Sora followed after and Riku was the last one. And then he stopped Sora after Kairi was out of you know, view and out of hearing distance. And he said, hey, Sora, you wanted this, right? And then he threw him a Paupu fruit. And I'm like, oh, oh. there's only two people here and one Paupu fruit. I think I think Riku is <laughs> making you an offer, Sora. <laughs> we might want to mention what the significance of a Paupu fruit is, because I just realized our audience might have no idea why that is important. <laughs> A Paupu fruit is something that you share with someone you love. And if you share it with them, you're like destined lovers or something. Yeah, no, your destinies will be intertwined. Yeah. <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts 1 has a pretty interesting opening with him having these strange thoughts lately, like, is any of this real or not? Mm -hmm. That makes you think that this strange island where they just hang out without any parents at all, sharing Paupu fruits and playing with titus um is wow, like titus. totally fake <laughs> and in sora's mind or something it really seems like it 
Somehow they managed to get this opening completely confused with the opening of Kingdom Hearts 2, <laughs> where Roxas, Roxas, who you're playing as, is in a fake actually village. lives in a fake universe <laughs> and that yet is all they kind of don't in his have mind. it starting with I've been having these strange thoughts lately, like is any of this real? And also his world is much more real seeming and fleshed yes, out <laughs> than Sora's island like... ever was. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I hate that at the end of every Kingdom Hearts game they try and kind of put them back on Destiny Island because I'm like, there's nothing on destiny island is like, the world's is most empty place it's like an <laughs> island that they just go to like kids just go there to hang out okay so i i have a lot to say about the kingdom hearts games in general kingdom hearts games in general are like really crazy and go off the rails as far as like what they're actually about and i think kingdom hearts 3 actually managed to be the craziest oh no <laughs> they really tried very hard to bring back every single anthem, anthem? in kingdom hearts oh. 3 yes they did oh my gosh they, they, they knew what this series was about the <laughs> i know now more than ever kingdom hearts is handsome <laughs> it, it sure is this story starts with a man named master xehanort uh, also known as old xehanort you might wonder why I'm not starting with somebody named Ansem. It's because this guy is perhaps the most Ansem out of anyone in this oh, series. the most <laughs> <this> Ansem-y <laughs> He's an old dude. He possessed another character named Terra by putting his heart into him to become a young guy named Terra Xehanort. And I'll talk more about Terra Xehanort later. <laughs> Terra Xehanort is another Ansem. Later, as Terra Xehanort... He split himself into two, a heartless named Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, and a nobody named Xemnas, who is the leader of Organization 13. It is noteworthy that in Dream Drop Distance, which is the 3DS Kingdom Hearts game, there are two Master Xehanorts, because after Ansem and Xemnas were defeated, his heart reforms into Master Xehanort, and his body reformed into Terra. He was in Terra's body for a while, right? <laughs> so okay. after his nobody got defeated, Terra's body reformed, but without a heart. <laughs> so it was just a shell. So he then went and got a Terra Xehanort heart from the past and put that into the new shell Terra that he had to make another Terra Xehanort just, uh, just for funsies. I do have to point out what an amazing title dream drop distance is doing three like d's <laughs> wow on the 3ds how they come up with that <laughs> how hard everybody who developed for the 3ds went on like naming their thing their games things that had like three d's yeah. in them <laughs> so yeah master xehanort he's kind of i guess the father of all the <laughs> ansoms i mentioned terra xehanort this might be confusing because there's a character named Terra and a character no. named Xehanort. Terra <laughs> is just another guy in the series. You don't even need to know anything about him except that he got possessed by Xehanort. Xehanort shoved his own heart into Terra to make Terra Xehanort. He is also known as Ansem the Wise or as Ansem. Oh. He is the young version of Xehanort. Not to be confused with young Xehanort, who is a completely <laughs> different character. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Terra Xehanort was created when Master Xehanort possessed Terra by putting his own heart into Terra. After being created, he was fought and defeated by the Lingering Will, which was Terra's Lingering Will possessing his Keyblade armor, and he somehow ended up in Radiant Garden, confused and amnesiac because of, you know, getting the crap beaten out of him and uh, Terra's heart fighting with Xehanort's heart. Xehanort's heart ends up forcing Terra's heart out into the dark figure, which from that point on, the dark figure becomes Ansem Seeker of Darkness's bodyguard for some reason. <laughs> Ansem Seeker of Darkness being a completely different character who we'll talk about more later. Ansem Seeker of Darkness is Ansem the bad guy from first Kingdom game. Heart 1. Yeah, the bad okay. guy from Kingdom Hearts right. 1. I know that Ansem. Yay! <laughs> the dark figure, it has Terra's heart in it, and Terra's one of the good guys, but it is the thing that shows up on Destiny Island at the very beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1. It's that big, like, Medusa-looking uh, black uh, heartless with, like, a big hole in its chest. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, that's Terra. I don't know why. Terra Xehanort, that's who we're talking about. Yeah, he wakes up in Radiant Garden. He's pretty confused. His hearts are fighting. He fights with Aqua, who's another one of the good guys. He is left completely amnesiac with no memory. He is then found by Ansem the Wise who is another Ansem, 
who is probably, I guess, the purest form of Ansem. Um, we'll talk about him in just a little bit. Is Ansem the wise Diz? Yeah, Diz is another Ansem, yes. <laughs> oh no, but we'll Ansem the wise Diz. is not Diz? Ansem the Wise is Diz, I'm but just Diz, trying to get, I guess, I'm just, Diz is, and it, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this, we'll get to this. I'm just trying to, <laughs> to, to place all these Ansems and figure out what who they are in the Well, game. Diz, I guess you would say, is not Ansem the Wise, <laughs> because he's in disguise, right? <laughs> okay. Anyway. So yeah, Ansem the Wise is basically the king of Radiant Gardens, which later becomes Hollow Bastion. He also has a bunch of followers. He finds Tara Zaynort and he's like, hey, you want to be one of my followers? And he's like, well, yeah, my name's Zaynort, not Tara Zaynort. Then, for no reason, Zaynort eventually decides to start going by the name of, you guessed it, Ansem. Ansem the Wise. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts writing reports, signing the name Ansem the Wise. He also betrays the real Ansem the Wise and takes all of his followers and he reiterates that his name is now Ansem when killing his fellow apprentice, uh, Brag. And then he splits all of the remaining apprentices into Heartlesses and Nobodies, and himself <laughs> into a Heartless and a Nobody, specifically a Heartless named Ansem Seeker of Darkness and Zemnis, leader of Organization right. 13. I know that one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know both of those ones. So uh, Ansem the Wise, you wanted to know more about. Like I said, Ansem the Wise, the, the next person I'm going to talk about, he is the, the purest form of an Ansem. He has literally nothing to do with the original Xehanort, with Master Xehanort, old Xehanort. <laughs> Here I thought it was Xehanort copying Ansem, but really Xehanort came first. Xehanort came first, but like Xehanort's whole goal in life was to make a lot of himself that all became Ansem. Okay. Um, he wants like many, many copies of himself that are all Ansems. You should call him Stansom. Stan. That's like a really good joke. <laughs> that's, that's so clever. So Ansem the Wise. Like I said, he really has nothing to do with old Xehanort. He did at some point in his life find amnesiac Terra Xehanort and make him his apprentice. Okay, so wait a minute. I'm just trying to put faces and names. Is Terra Xehanort the bald guy with the beard from Birth by Sleep? No, that's Master Xehanort. Terra Xehanort looks almost exactly like Xemnas. So Master Xehanort is the bald guy from Birth by Sleep. Yes. Is he the first Xehanort? He's the first Xehanort. Okay, so he was around before Ansem. He was around before all of this stuff. Before like Ansem the Wise. He's the father I mean. of the Ansems. He became Terra Xehanort by putting his heart into Terra. Yes, and he wanted Terra to be younger. Xehanort so looks like who we think of as Xehanort. Z no, Xemnas. As Xemnas. Yes. <laughs> Which Xehanort split into Xehanort Seeker of Darkness and Xemnas? That was Terra Xehanort. Okay, He's, that's what I thought. After okay, becoming yeah. <laughs> Ansem the Wise, <laughs> he took that name. <laughs> and then he was like, screw this. I want to make everybody into two of everybody. So he turned all of his followers and himself into two people by splitting them all apart into a heartless it's so great and a nobody. Every character in Kingdom Hearts has two of them. I know. <laughs> At least. <laughs> well, usually they have three of them, though, because they yeah. have themselves, they have a heartless, and they have a nobody. Now, the heartless is usually inconsequential, but I'm going to get to that in just a minute. <laughs> Ansem the Wise. He is known as a peaceful and knowledgeable scholar. He has lots of apprentices. He's actually not a very nice guy. He's like a really, really mean sack of crap. <laughs> but he has a really popular name. Everybody wants his name. Yeah. After the end of this episode, I think maybe I'm starting to think about taking on that name. I know. Like, <laughs> just seriously, I, I can't believe uh, like everyone's the name, doing like, it. Ansem. Like, whoa, that's just a cool name. I wish I was called Ansem. I mean, people be like, oh, he's so handsome. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> He's so handsome. <laughs> a couple of tidbits about him. Sometimes he gets really sad when his apprentices steal his name and become evil. Usually this is done by Terra Xehanort or sometimes by Riku. <laughs> yeah. um, at times he likes to dress up and call himself Diz, which you alluded to before. Sometimes when his apprentices say that they are handsome, he has to laugh to hide his shame. Well, right. So sometimes <laughs> he plays tricks on his apprentices, specifically usually on Riku, 
by pretending <laughs> to be another guy named Ansem. <laughs> but this usually results in him feeling shameful and then laughing about it. But he's not <laughs> pretending because he is another guy named Ansem. Right? right, I know. It's it's pretty interesting the way he chooses to live his life. Um, he's honestly, I think, the most mysterious of all of the Ansems. Um, not, not for any good reasons, though. Uh, so we talked about Diz. This has to do with what you just talked about, uh, with him laughing. Um, so Diz, which stands for Darkness in Zero. It's an acronym. Oh, it's not just a reference to Disney. <laughs> no, it's not. Next, you're going to tell me that Yen Sid is also a, a, an acronym and not. Just oh, boy, have I got Disney. news for you. Have you ever tried reading that backwards and what? reversed? What? <laughs> <laughs> Diz, Darkness and Zero. This is what Ansem the Wise calls himself when he's sad and wants to dress up to make himself feel better. Basically, it's when he wants to cosplay. That's kind of what Riku does, too. It is exactly what Riku does. And you can see why him and Riku are such good friends. Sometimes Diz, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Diz, who is Ansem the Wise, likes to pretend to be and to actually look like Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. And this is usually when he wants to confuse Riku and play a trick on Riku for reasons unknown. Okay, so sometimes Diz, who is Ansem, disguises himself as Xehanort... No, no, as Ansem, not Xehanort. <laughs> well, as, as Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, who is Z- a heartless who is Xehanort's Xehanort. heartless. <laughs> <laughs> right, who is Xehanort's heartless. So he's disguising himself as a person who took the name Ansem, and he is Ansem, but he's disguising himself as that as person. Diz, right. So he's not disguising himself as Ansem, he's disguising himself as Diz. Diz is his disguise. He takes on the persona of Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, purely to play a trick on Riku. <laughs> it's not really what I would consider a disguise. Riku is like, not already confused enough. I know. Like, <laughs> Poor Riku, Riku right? <laughs> yeah. So wait, we've been talking about Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. I'll cover him now. Um, so Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, you may know him as the main bad guy from Kingdom Hearts right. 1. If you just played Kingdom Hearts 1, you'd call him Ansem. You wouldn't yeah, even know the name Zayn. You wouldn't even know about all these other Ansoms. <laughs> uh, you, honestly, it's uh, pretty odd that they all exist. It's like after making Kingdom Hearts 1, which was like a very self-contained game, even if it was a little crazy, uh, somebody was like, I got to make more games and I have money to do it. Let's just make the world's most convoluted plot. <laughs> Ansem. Uh, he is Terra Zayanart's Heartless, who for no reason, no reason at all, Despite being a heartless, he remained able to look like a human and kept his intellect and emotions, which no other heartless ever has done in the series. Yeah. Heartlesses are all like completely like mindless, brainless, like darkness serving monsters. But he's just a guy. <laughs> so I don't know why that happened. They look like Treble from A Journey Through Fairyland, which well, that's is a how, great like, reference the most to basic throw ones look. Because <laughs> people yeah. know that better than Kingdom Hearts Heartless. <laughs> Ansem Seeker of Darkness used Maleficent's help to possess Riku, but right when he fully possessed Riku, Sora and Riku's heart fought him off. But then he later in that game, in Kingdom Hearts 1, he merged with the world of chaos, and that was when he became a boat, and then he was, he was beaten by Sora yet again. And Ansem Seeker of Darkness made his uh, grand reappearance in Kingdom Hearts 3, Whoa. which was pretty great to have him back. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, depending on how you feel about about Ansem's. I mean, I feel the same way everyone else does. They're great. <laughs> yeah, it's like so cool. I love Ansem. I, w- I wish I was Ansem. In fact, I am Ansem, <laughs> which yeah. seems to be what most people oh, decide. Oh, that's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So let's talk about Ansem Seeker of Darkness's other half, which is Zemnus. Zemnus is Terra Xehanort's nobody. He is the bad, the main bad guy of Kingdom Hearts 2. So if you played Kingdom Hearts 2, you right. know him. It, well, if you've played like if you've played like 30 hours of Kingdom Hearts 2, you know him because he's not introduced until like right near the end. That's a long game. <laughs> Unlike Heartless, nobody's often but not always retain no, no. <laughs> some sort I wouldn't of even say humanish often. form <laughs> well more often than a, a heartless does. usually they become like these skinny squiggly dancy dudes <laughs> and yeah. sora kills them 
Um, yeah, they're just yes. like heartless, but they're a little dancier. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like white. they there is no reason for them to exist. And that's the <laughs> opinion that just about everybody in the Kingdom Hearts universe has, especially Ansem the Wise. He hates nobodies. He can't stand nobodies. He's like, yeah, nobody's... you guys don't have the right to exist. You don't have hearts. He's like, Riku, if they tell you they have hearts, don't believe them. They're lying. They don't have hearts, <laughs> but they'll try and trick you and tell you they do. <laughs> yeah. And even if they seem really good. Oh, they're not good. They're bad. No, no, no. <laughs> like Roxas, like, totally good guy, but evil. He's bad. No, that was, I mean, especially Namine, dude. Poor Namine. I feel the worst about her. He hates oh. Namine so much and he just he uses and abuses her. He's like, oh. he calls her a witch to her face. <laughs> like, he's like, you witch, just change their memories. And then he tells Riku to dispose of Namine after she brings everybody's memories back. Ansem the Wise is such a jackass. He's such a jerk. He's like, and well, is she's like, worn out uh, her usefulness. Go and dispose of her. Ridiculously pure-hearted nobody. She only does good. She causes a lot of problems. I mean, I'm kind of well. with, with Larxene on this one. That, <laughs> you know, after like completely ruining Sora's life for eternity, she then was like, oh, actually, I like Sora and I want to help him. <laughs> I think she is a duplicitous little uh, conniving manipulative. But I really like her. I like Naminé a lot. Jiminy Cricket wrote down the, the note thank, thank nominate so they wouldn't forget and then after they read uh, it and they're like what's this after Thanks the entire a lot, game after, that means nothing after the whole kingdom hearts one of keeping like the world's most detailed journal at the end of kingdom hearts chain of memories he's like wait we're all gonna forget everything there's one thing we really need to remember and that's Namine. we're all gonna forget about her he's like oh i've got an idea i'll write it in my journal there thank Namine. at that time they all seem to think that's a great idea like, like, oh yeah, yeah that'll yeah, remind job, us jimmy <laughs> that'll do it but then thank they Namine. wake up with no memories <laughs> they're like thank that Namine. sentence what does does that mean? nothing and <laughs> then they move on and they never think about Namine again <laughs> Naminé is, of course, Kairi's nobody, right? Yes. And right. oddly enough, I'm not completely clear on this, but Naminé seems to exist in a world that also contains Kairi, which shouldn't happen. <laughs> you should only be able yeah. to exist in a nobody if your somebody has been split into a heartless and you. <laughs> Once you're yeah. dead and the heartless is dead, your somebody comes back. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how they can both exist at the same time. That's, that's a mystery for another episode, I guess. <laughs> Now, some people have this theory, which might be totally wrong, but I have heard the theory that Axel is Riku's nobody. That, that can't be right. Okay. Well, but, but Riku doesn't have a nobody then, does he? Riku was never split into a heartless. What are you no, talking about? No, he lost about? his heart, didn't he? No, Riku's never oh. lost his heart. When did that happen? Okay. I don't know. He, he turned into into Ansem. He turned into thing. Ansem. Yes, he never <laughs> lost his heart. He just joined but the Ansem was train. a heartless. So it seems no, it's like a, that it's wouldn't... actually it's a good question. We don't know who Axel's heartless is. We do know who his somebody is. His somebody is a guy named Leah or Lay. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's L E A. I think it's Leah. Well, see, Christine always wanted it to be. Riku was his nobody. Right. Because best friends with Zora. Well, because in Kingdom Hearts, 358 Days Over 2, which is apparently how you say the title of that game, according (laughs) to the trailer. (laughs) She just loved how, like, the first level is all about rocks is just like going to meet Axel for a romantic date on top of the clock tower where they have sea salt ice cream. (laughs) Sea salt ice cream. They love it. It's so, oh man, it's so into it. I have to remind you what Yen Sid tells us, though. Nobodies don't really exist at all, despite mm-hmm. all evidence to the contrary. That's that correct, yes. They nobodies don't seem to exist. exist. But they do exist. <laughs> they definitely do. Speaking of nobodies, we're supposed to be talking about Xemnas. He was the leader of Organization 13, not the leader of the real Organization 13. <laughs> the the plumber, plumber's group. <laughs> yes, that's right. So out of respect for Terra Xehanort and Ansem Seeker of Darkness and Ansem the Wise, having already taken the name Ansem the Wise, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, that, that name was quite popular. So out of respect for all of them, he uses a so-called anagram of Ansem the Wise as his own name and calls himself Xemnas. 
Despite Xemnas not being an anagram of Ansem the Wise. <laughs> Does he call it an anagram? Yes. Who calls it so that? <laughs> he likes to take names and then put an X in them and then call them anagrams. He did the same thing when he named Roxas. <laughs> he oh. took the name Sora and put an X in it. And he's like, here's your anagram name. <laughs> so he just doesn't know what the word anagram means. <laughs> no, he doesn't know what it means. He thinks it means mixing up the letters and adding an X. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, he makes his grand reappearance in Kingdom Hearts 3 because I guess everybody Ooh. had to. So, Does Terra Xehanort make an entrance in Kingdom Hearts 3? I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3, by the way. Very importantly, yes. But how could Terra Xehanort exist at the same time as Xemnas? That is a very good question, which is <laughs> which is answered in Kingdom Hearts 3, and I will answer for you as well. Oh, okay. Terra Xehanort comes back in Kingdom Hearts 3 because Xemnas and Ansem Seeker of Darkness were both destroyed. So Terra Xehanort, who he had split into Ansem Seeker of Darkness and Xemnas, he reforms as reconstructed Terra Xehanort. Okay. Okay. Well, actually, I, I, I should say old Xehanort, Master Xehanort. He reforms as reconstructed old Xehanort, who is yet another Ansem. And then reconstructed Terra comes back without a heart. So old Xehanort takes this empty shell, reconstructed Terra, goes back in time to find another Terra Xehanort, takes its heart and comes back to his own time and puts that heart into reconstructed Terra to create reconstructed Terra Xehanort. So I've just gone over two more Ansoms. Reconstructed <laughs> Old Master Xehanort and reconstructed Terra Xehanort. Okay. And this reconstructed Terra Xehanort is then made member 11 of the real organization 13. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, wait. So, uh, reconstructed Terra Xehanort looks like Xemnas. Reconstructed Terra Xehanort looks like Terra Xehanort, who looks like Xemnas. Who looks yes. like Xemnas. Or rather, yeah. I should say Xemnas looks like Terra Xehanort. He and I'm just trying to imagine these people. And so reconstructed old Ansem looks like... Oh, there's no such thing as reconstructed old Ansem. Okay. There's reconstructed Le old Xehanort. Reconstructed <laughs> old Xehanort looks like the bald, bald guy from Birth yes. by Sleep. Okay. Yes. <laughs> But well, so no, now my next question is, if that makes them new versions of Ansem, when Sora comes back after Roxas is destroyed, does that make him reconstructed Sora? Yes, that would make him reconstructed Sora, except in Sora's case, it's different. So that, that's why I say that would make him reconstructed Sora. It doesn't make him reconstructed Sora because he didn't come back due to Roxas's destruction. Sora was brought back due to Kairi's heart when she hugged his heartless. So he was brought back prematurely and his nobody existed at the same time as him. Which is why I said that shouldn't happen. And I don't know why it happened for Namine and Kairi, but it did happen for Sora because of Kairi. Roxas did not need to die to bring Sora back. However, <laughs> Roxas died, did <laughs> need to die as part of the memory reconstruction surgery that Nominee was doing for unknown reasons. We don't I know see. exactly so why. They set up the rules for why a nobody needs to die to bring back a person, and then they mm -hmm. got rid of Sora and brought in his nobody, but then didn't use those rules. Well, right, because <laughs> he'd already been brought back. So. That's true, because he <laughs> comes like, back oh, already in Kingdom Hearts 1, mm -hmm. and then they get rid of him It was him like again. he came back before the rules were made, and then the rules were <laughs> yeah. made, and they had to find a way retroactively to explain why they didn't apply. But then they're like, eh, let's get rid of Roxas anyway. <laughs> so then Kyrie is not reconstructed Kyrie. Well, and this is the thing, is I'm not entirely sure when Kyrie became a Heartless. Uh, Do you know? <laughs> it happened... She loses her heart at some point. No, no. Okay, I know. I know when Kyrie became heartless. I'm sorry, I lied. Kyrie became a heartless at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts One, when yeah. Destiny Islands were under attack. She got scared, and when Kyrie gets scared, her heart flees into Sora's heart. So at that point, she became a, <laughs> a heartless because her heart left her body and jumped into Sora's heart, and then she created Namine. 
and then but her body oh was that still that's why that's why she exists with Namine. So no, her body turned into Namine. That's oh. where Namine came from. <laughs> when you become a heartless, your body turns into your your nobody. It doesn't stay where your body is though. It teleports somewhere else. <laughs> but it is your body. <laughs> the nobodies totally exist. They they exist more than heartless do. <laughs> what is yeah, Dickens Sid talking about? <laughs> right. They they always did exist. They are the the physical being that was there already. <laughs> That's why Kyrie can exist at the same time as her nobody because she was brought back from being a heartless, which she, I don't know if she ever she did probably produce a heartless, but it was just like a random monster that Sora killed without knowing it. <laughs> Either way, her heart was residing in his heart and he took her heart out of his heart by stabbing, stabbing himself, himself with, with a keyblade, key which turned him into a heartless. Wait, this gets deeper than what you thought, though. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> right. So he took Riku Ansem's keyblade, who I'm actually about to talk about next. That keyblade had the power to unlock hearts. Riku Ansem wanted to use that keyblade on Sora and unlock his heart because Sora's heart had Kairi's heart in it. And they needed her heart to go back in her body so that she could complete the keyhole to Kingdom Hearts and they could open it. <laughs> it needed all the princesses of hearts and she was yeah. the last one. He then fought off Riku Ansem and was like, no, I won't let you unlock my heart. And then immediately, immediately after he fought off Riku Ansem, he was like, huh. And then took the keyblade and, and unlocked he his smiles. heart. With it. <laughs> I like, don't know why. I'm like, why did why didn't he just let Riku Ansem do it if he was just gonna do he it? He just a did it anyway. Mischievous smile when he does it too. Maybe it was I just think a it's joke. supposed to be like like <laughs> wistful and like sad, yeah, I know. like tragic. <laughs> no, I so, think he was okay. just like just making fun of Riku. He's like, I'm just gonna do it anyway. <laughs> now I got incredibly confused at this point because it was not just Kyrie's heart that emerges from Sora's heart when this happens. All of the princesses of hearts hearts emerge <laughs> there's uh, eight hearts come out when he does this and i was baffled because i was like i can maybe figure out why sora had Kyrie's hearts in him i can't figure out why he had anyone else's hearts but apparently what actually happened here was the hearts of the princesses of heart had been merged together to forge the keyblade of heart which was the keyblade that ansem riku was using <laughs> he he couldn't take Sora's Keyblade, he tried to, Sora got it back, so he went and forged this one out of all the Princesses of Heart. Oh. When Sora unlocked his own heart with the well, Keyblade of Heart... doesn't seem very smart, because he needed all those hearts, right? Nah, I know, but he also <laughs> needed the last heart from Sora, and he needed okay, to unlock Sora's yeah. heart to do that, so he's like, I'll make a key, I'll use the also, key, Also, news to me that back. you can make keys out of hearts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Weird, right? So, when Sora unlocked his own heart with it, he was actually breaking it. So oh. when he broke the Keyblade of Heart, it did unlock his heart, but it also shattered and released all the Princesses of Heart's hearts. <laughs> so all their hearts went back into them, Kairi's went back into them, and it completed the key to the uh, Kingdom Hearts. But Kairi's body is still around somewhere, isn't it? Isn't it like floating around somewhere? Yeah, it was just laying there. It was right behind him. Right. So it's not Nominee. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, according to Yen Sid, um, your body becomes your nobody. And then he says a really cryptic thing where he's like, and then the nobody will remain even after the body fades away. And I'm like, why would the body fade away? What? <laughs> like it would rot, I guess. But the nobodies aren't zombies. <laughs> like, no. I don't... So I don't know. Perhaps a nobody is somehow created. It's like. It's a reflection of your body, but it's not your body. It just like is based on your body. I don't know. I don't know. It's, a, it's pretty incomprehensible. Just because it's mildly related, I have to say my favorite part of Kingdom Hearts 1 was always the monstro level, just because Riku is like such a cool, ruthless badass, just being like, Kyrie needs a heart. And that stupid puppet has one Whoa, for some reason, dude, so but he's good. like a toy he's puppet. Like... He doesn't need one. Yeah, he's like, I'll take <laughs> so, that guy. i take right. that one. And he's just like, Sora, the girl that we both like is in trouble. Why are you protecting need a heart. this stupid Let's thing that's not supposed to even have heart. a heart? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Although I'm not sure what putting Pinocchio's heart into Kyrie's body would have done. No. But... <laughs> so there's two more things that have to say about that scene number one is that also contained my favorite part but my favorite part oddly enough was a pinocchio line <laughs> they imply that pinocchio has had his heart removed so i'm not sure what happened to his heart um but then he's laying there and everyone's like no pinocchio and geppetto jumps over into him he's like pinocchio are you gonna be okay buddy and pinocchio's like i'm i'm not gonna make it 
and he like fades away and then his nose grows and he's like oh i guess i'm fine because <laughs> he's like oh it was a lie i am gonna make it and i was like that's pretty good <laughs> so that, that was pretty just, funny just trying to psych everyone out <laughs> i didn't need a heart because i'm just a freaking puppet <laughs> Two other things to note about this scene that I hadn't been planning to get so deep into at all. The reason Kairi's heart was inside of Sora. There's two possible widely agreed upon reasons for this. Number one is that that night that Destiny Islands fell to darkness, Kairi was surrounded by darkness and she got scared. And Aqua had long ago cast a magic spell on Kairi, which led Kairi's heart to leave her body and seek refuge in Sora's heart keeping her safe. Uh-huh. This spell is supposed to activate anytime she's scared and in mortal danger. And this spell was the reason she showed up on Destiny Islands, because if you remember, Kairi was originally from Radiant Gardens. She wasn't from Destiny Islands like the rest of them were. Uh, I don't remember that, but okay. Yeah, it's okay. You don't need to remember <laughs> that. Uh, they didn't know where she was from, but she was the reason that Sora and Riku were both so into the idea of exploring and leaving the island. They were like, whoa, she's not from here. That means there's other places. So is she just like an orphan that they were hiding on the yes, island? She is. <laughs> um, it's uh, pretty interesting. We, we don't really know who her parents were, who were taking care of her, but presumably she's going the to school later that. in Kingdom Hearts too, and yeah, she's like starts with an S, right? right. So Sora. when they told the voice actor how to pronounce the name, it's not Sura. <laughs> Sura. Sora. It's Sora. The other possible reason that her heart ended up in Sora's heart, which I think is actually more believable. Um, because Aqua's magic spell wasn't supposed to remove her heart from her. It was just supposed to keep her safe and move her somewhere else, which it did when it teleported her out of Radiant Gardens, right? So why would it only teleport her heart later? It doesn't make sense. So the other possible reason is that Sora's heart is special. This is implied canonically. His heart builds connections with many other people. And while his own heart isn't necessarily that powerful... He draws on his connections when he's in battle to get extra oh, power. He's right? an anime character. <laughs> exactly, yes. And sometimes these connections that he builds lead to him pulling other people's hearts into his own to protect them and shelter them from the darkness uh, when see. they're on the verge of losing their hearts. Mm. Um, so so that's kind of heartless. his power. <laughs> yeah, he makes a heartless by taking their heart. He just grabs and pulls it into his own. Um, this happened explicitly with Ventus. Ventus, who's Who like the, the pre-Sora. Sora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like the pre-Sora. Aqua is like the pre-Kyrie and Terra is the pre-Riku. Oh, and I get why he turns into Zemnus. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah, you got it. So that happened with Ventus. Uh, Sora ended up with Ventus in his heart. Um, and it's probably what happened when Destiny Islands was under attack and Kyrie needed someone to protect her, so Sora was like, yoink, and took her heart into his without noticing it. Okay, so now moving on from that incredibly complicated little tiny piece of story, like that, that is one single event in Kingdom Hearts 1 that needed like a massive explanation. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I would like to talk about Riku Ansem, and the good news is we're about halfway through the Ansems. Oh no. I don't even know exactly what's going on here. So <laughs> I've always been very mystified by it. And it's so it's been so it's so annoying because like the character you love most from Kingdom Hearts one is Riku. Is Riku. And he's cool, but he spends but most of Kingdom he Hearts one most of his time is handsome. handsome. <laughs> and then yes. so it's like, all right, Kingdom Hearts two, they're looking for Riku. Yeah. And then when Riku first shows up, he's blindfolded again, and he's yep. like way taller, and he's not Riku, he's Ansem. Yeah, he's Ansem. <laughs> so, okay, Riku Ansem, he can look, he, he can come in like three basic appearances. He can look <laughs> like Riku, he can look like Riku wearing a purple outfit with feathers yeah. around his waist, mm -hmm. uh, or he can look like Ansem. <laughs> when yeah. he looks like Ansem, he can wear a variety of outfits, sometimes incorporating uh, stylish decisions such as blindfolds. Um, yeah. Other times just dressed like Ansem himself, other times wearing an Organization 13 uh, cape. Sometimes he wears blindfolds as Riku as well. I'm going to get into that right. in just a minute. By looking like Ansem himself, we mean looking like Ansem Seeker of Darkness, who is Xehanort's heartless. Yes, sorry. <laughs> yes, he looks like <laughs> Ansem Seeker of Darkness. He does not look like Ansem the Wise. <laughs> okay. Riku Ansem 
is Riku possessed by Ansem Seeker of Darkness. Which is something that Ansem Seeker of Darkness can do. And to my knowledge, no other Heartless can do. No, no, no. It's just something <laughs> he can kind of do. And I'm not and sure he why he did it. can only do to Riku. Right. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that's because of the whole Terra Xehanort thing. Maybe it meant that oh, Riku yeah. was like predisposed to having his heart inside of him or something. He got Maleficent to corrupt Riku enough so that he could possess Riku. So for some reason, and this is where things get interesting. Yeah, they were so boring before now. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> this is, yeah, everything else is boring. This is getting interesting. For some reason, Riku Ansem usually looks like Riku when Ansem is in control. And like Ansem when Riku is in control, <laughs> which is the weird part. Wow. <laughs> um, it would be too simple the other way around. <laughs> unless he gets fully possessed and then he looks exactly like Ansem. Well, Ansem and is he gets he like doesn't even tan look a little bit like buff. Riku anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's wearing like Ansem clothes. So even though all of this is like basically finished in Kingdom Hearts 1, as Riku begins to work with Diz... He still seems to be like very much uh, Ansem. He seems to be telling people that he is <laughs> Ansem. Um, he introduces Sorry, himself just, as Ansem. I'm just uh, laughing to hide my shame. <laughs> yeah, well, this has the effect of making Diz laugh and feel a lot of shame. Well, and the funny part is Riku does not know that Diz is Ansem. So <laughs> it's pretty funny that he's introducing himself right. as the guy who he's talking to. But he's not. He's introducing himself as Ansem Seeker of Darkness. <laughs> we mentioned this before. He he likes to blindfold himself before, especially before major fights at the, on the side of skyscrapers. Uh-huh. He says that this is to keep himself from lying to himself. <laughs> That's why he blindfolds himself. Uh. He's kind of embarrassed about looking like Ansem. So he actively avoids his best friends, Sora and Kairi. Which causes a lot of problems. Yeah, even though <laughs> a lot of heartache Sora for, for Sora. falls onto his knees at the end. One of the best moments. It's like I looked everywhere for I know. you, <laughs> <laughs> and and he wasn't even like out of commission. He was just there. He was just like, eh, I don't want to talk to Sora today. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> also, he needs more affection than you know. So, uh, but yeah, you know. <laughs> that that I do know. However much Cause, affection cause you think you know that handsome. he needs, he needs more than that. <laughs> you gotta go give him some affection. <laughs> I need more affection than you know. Oh, man, that was just genius. Do you want to explain what what I'm referring to there? (laughs) You can take it away. Well, first of all, uh, let's just go back to the theme song for Kingdom Hearts 1. That's the most uh-huh. iconic Amazing everyone loves. Song. Like, it's don't so get me wrong, like I love it. Pop song but ever. do the I really have to meet melody. its father? <laughs> Whoa. Dude, um, maybe no. someday when you're older, you'll understand <laughs> no. what I'm at. So simple and clean. No. Everyone loves simple and clean. I, I don't it's think amazing. life is quite that simple, by the way. Now, <laughs> when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out and Sanctuary was the theme song, it's not a bad song, but I was like, it's not as catchy as Simple and Clean until, nah. you know, I realized that, whoa, she's speaking backwards at the beginning. And actually, this song is genius because if you play Sanctuary backwards, she says, I need more affection than you know, <laughs> backwards. And then the rest of the song, she says things that are forwards sound like, like my sanctuary. But if you, when you play it backwards, it sounds like I was handsome. <laughs> there are hints in the song to play it backwards. Um, there's certain sections of the song when you play it normally where she sounds like strange. She's like, yeah. instead yeah, of saying my sanctuary, my sanctuary, my sanctuary, she says, <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's telling you to play it backwards. And like you said, when you play it backwards, of course, those backward sections of the song actually begin to make sense. But the rest of the song sounds like she's saying, I believed I was handsome. I believed I was handsome. Yeah. And then the part that is actually backwards says, I need more affection than you know. So that, that part's definitely what she is actually saying. Yeah, the rest of it is just conjecture. But it's, that, yeah, it's I, I kind of it. it. You like have it. to interpret it, but it sounds like it. And uh, yeah, so I mean, pretty genius move on their part uh, to hint to play it backwards. And then turns out the song is all about Riku and how he was handsome and he needs more affection than you know. The other interesting thing here, which I think is really cool, we could we should have done a whole episode about this. Like this is an actual fan theory that is like something we could get into. <laughs> yeah. Sanctuary, just a whole episode about Utada Hikaru's Sanctuary. Sanctuary, when played forwards, is about Sora and Kairi. Um, it's about basically all the stuff he's gone through, all the battles he's been in and wanting to find a sanctuary, like a place where he can be safe. 
And specifically, it is covering the events in somewhat Kingdom Hearts 1, but also in Chain, Chain of Memories. Memories. Um, and the best part is when you play it backwards, it's about Riku in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Chain of Memories. And the right. coolest thing is Chain of Memories. First, you play forwards through as yes, Sora, <laughs> and then you play it backwards as as Riku. Right. Like after you beat it as Sora, you get to play Chain of Memories backwards from the last level to the first level as Riku. Yes. It's so cool. It's amazing that they made Chain of Memories and then they made this song, which reflects Chain of Memories for <laughs> right. Kingdom Hearts 2, which came out. After. Which is, yeah, it is not the theme song for Chain of Memories, though it should be. <laughs> And also, as it plays in in the opening video for Kingdom Hearts, it shows Hearts shots 2, of Chain it, of Memories, which was not a 3D of, game at the which, time. Yeah, they redid <laughs> so. parts of Chain of Memories in 3D to show Sora doing stuff like on like the upper side of the staircase while Riku is running on the underside the, of the staircase. Yes, it's so yeah, good. Another dude. hint that you should play it backwards. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's <laughs> completely like to me. I mean, this is not even a theory. This is just the way it is. That's the way they designed it, which is insane because how could they design Design it like this. Now, the next Ansem I would like to talk about is related to everything that we just covered. His name is Riku Replica. This is an artificial replica of Riku Ansem, who was created. Uh, he made his debut in Chain of oh, Memories. Oh, right. <laughs> it's Repliku. <laughs> yes, Repliku, as he is also known. Um, <clears throat> Repliku was originally created by Vexen, one of the members of the original Organization 13, to test Riku's strength. Riku Replica thinks he's Riku, but isn't, and then finds out he isn't, which causes, like, a massive meltdown. And, like, he's like, ah! Which is confusing, because actual Riku thinks he's Ansem and finds out he isn't. <laughs> Chain of Memories was all about everybody trying their hardest to confuse Sora and Riku. Um, <laughs> I mean it, like, legitimately. That's the whole plot of that game, is Organization 13 trying to confuse Sora and Ansem the Wise trying to confuse Riku. I don't know why Ansem the Wise yeah. was doing that. He's just why? a big jerk. He thought it was fun. <laughs> um, he's, like, really, really mean. Riku Replica. He really really likes Namine, like, a lot. Which is good, because nobody else gives a crap about her. <laughs> so I'm glad that he likes her. Um, <laughs> he fights with Sora a lot. He seems to have, like, Ansem powers. Um, he can, you know, turn on his purple outfit and access the dark powers of Ansem. This is my favorite part of Kingdom Hearts 3, basically, is that, or, well, of Kingdom Hearts the series, I guess. It's um, in Chain of Memories, he makes a promise. Well, no, he actually never made this oath, <laughs> this promise. But he remembers making a promise to Namine that he will always protect her. He didn't actually do that. It's a memory she put in his head. And she put <laughs> the same memory in Sora's head. And they got mad at each other about it because they're both like, I promise to protect Namine. No, I promise to protect <laughs> Namine. And then oh. she's like, neither of you promised to protect me. I just made you think you did. And then Riku Replica is like, I don't care if it's a fake memory. It's the only memory I've got. And it's the only <laughs> yeah. memory I've ever had. So I will always <laughs> protect you, Namine. And then in Kingdom Hearts 3, he fulfills his oath to protect Namine by oh, leaving no. dark Riku's Replica body comes for back. Namine to possess. Repliku comes back two times, like as two different characters in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> that is due to the presence of Dark Riku, who is yet another Ansem. <laughs> Dark Riku is the Riku replica from Chain of Memories. Back when he thought, so this is from the first <laughs> half of Chain of Memories, oh, I should no. say. Back when he thought Why? he was real Riku. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a Repliku of Repliku is what you're telling me. No, they are the <laughs> same person, but one of them has lived a longer life. So... um, Riku Replica from Chain of Memories eventually found out he's not Riku and then went on to become the protector of Namine. Before he found out that he was not real Riku, he was taken out of time by Master Xehanort to join the real Organization 13 in Kingdom Hearts 3. That's why there are two Riku replicas in, <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts 3. There's one who is taken out of time and is a bad guy. And one who is nominee's protector, who is just, you know, the guy who has just always been existing. around. Yeah, he was just always somewhere. But how did he get out of the chain of memories? Wasn't that like an alternate universe? 
Yeah, everyone got out of there. I mean, Riku got out of there. Sora got out of there. Mickey was there too. He got out just fine, right? And was just Goofy. completely like make just ruined Sora's quote unquote conclusion at the end of Kingdom Hearts One. I know now more than ever, Kingdom Hearts is light. Apparently, that door opened to Chain of Memories. It actually gets even more convoluted than this. Oh, no. Sora did not lock himself inside of Kingdom Hearts. But Riku did. Right. Okay. That's why he's looking Riku for Riku. Riku was yeah. the bad guy for most of the game, but then he had his redemption at the end when he chose to lock himself inside of Kingdom Hearts to save everybody. As you reach the climax of Kingdom Hearts 1, they keep talking about how we need two key bearers to seal this door, one from the outside and one from the inside. And we're like, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? And then we're like, oh, Riku's going to do it because, you know, he needs that redemption. No, freaking Mickey does it. What's Mickey even doing there? He just freaking shows up out of nowhere and is inside of Kingdom Hearts. Riku has a reason to be there. Mickey doesn't. He's just there. And then Riku's like, okay, I'll close the door. And Mickey's like, good, I'll lock it. And I'm like, let Riku do it. This is his redemption. What are you doing here, Mickey? But I do really like the moment at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. Riku and Sora are just, you know, chilling, holding hands on the beach or whatever. Uh (laughs) I just love their conversation. How like (laughs) Sora's like, I always thought you were better than me at everything. (laughs) Riku's like, I always thought I was better than you at everything too. (laughs) But there's one thing that happened in reverse (laughs) order. But (laughs) right. Anyway, it's just good conversation. And then when they somehow get teleported back to to Destiny Islands, and dude, a giant door appeared for them. (laughs) Right. And then I just think it's good continuity that. Sora hugs Donald and Goofy, and then Riku hugs Mickey <laughs> because mm-hmm. they were best buds and they went on adventures together. No, it's true. Sora doesn't even know Mickey. <laughs> Mickey Mickey is Riku's Donald and Goofy. Okay, wait, hold on. So we were talking about what were we even talking about? How did we Repliku get into this? and Dark Riku. And Dark Riku, yes. So Dark Riku is Riku replica from earlier in time, transported to later in time. Um, he likes to pretend that he is the real Ansem possessed Riku from Kingdom Hearts 1, but he knows that he isn't. He, he does know that he is a replica by that time. Okay. <laughs> so this next guy who I'm about to talk about, I mentioned him way back at the beginning of this essay, this uh, <laughs> vocal essay. I'm going to talk about young Xehanort. Young Xehanort is Master Xehanort's time traveling younger self. He is rank 12. Of the real organization 13, I guess Xehanort just needed another member. So he's like, well, I guess I'll just go grab myself when I was younger. (laughs) Does he have hair when he's younger? He does. He looks like (laughs) Xemnas. So he looks just like Xemnas. Okay. And like Terra Xehanort. Yes. But Terra Xehanort and Xemnas are also members of the real organization 13. That makes it a very interesting game because organization 13 is made up of like seven Ansoms. Well, they, I mean, they have 13. They could have just. <laughs> I know, I know. So I, I wish that they had used all of the 13 Ansoms, but then they would have had to put Ansem the Wise in the real organization 13. Oh, and he's supposed yeah. to be a good guy. I assumed that maybe after Kingdom Hearts 2 and all the other stuff, they would have been like, maybe we should do be less complicated. But no, they were like, let's no, triple they got down. Far let's... more complicated. <laughs> no. Let's highlight all the complicated stuff from all the previous games and right. mix it all up together. No, this this theory <laughs> only works because of Kingdom Hearts 3. Like before Kingdom Hearts 3 existed, there was like, I don't know, like seven Ansoms. And now we got like 13 of them. <laughs> so I mean seven wasn't nearly enough. What, what what kind of a series only has seven ansoms? I mean, yeah, come it's on. 13. <laughs> the last Ansem that I would like to talk about, and then I'm going to sum up all of the Ansems, is probably the most unexpected Ansem, and it is Namine. Whoa. So <laughs> Namine technically becomes an Ansem at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Even though she continues to look like herself, Namine is put into the body of Dark Riku Replica at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. So in doing so, she does become an Ansem as well. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to now list everybody who I consider to be an Ansem. Uh, we've got Old Xehanort, the father of all of the Ansems, except for some of the Ansems. We've got Terra Xehanort, likes to call himself Ansem the Wise. We've got reconstructed Old Xehanort and reconstructed Terra Xehanort. We've got the actual Ansem the Wise, 
we have Diz, who pretends to be Ansem Seeker of Darkness. <laughs> We've got Ansem Seeker of Darkness. We have Zemnus. We got Riku Ansem, Young Xehanort, Riku Replica, Dark Riku, and Dark Riku Namine. So there you go. That's that's thirteen <laughs> members of right. the Ansem well, organization. Yeah, Ansem. that just wouldn't have yeah wouldn't have felt right without thirteen of them. I know exactly. Oh boy. <laughs> That's it for today. I'm sure we can make more episodes about Kingdom Hearts if we want, though. Yeah. Uh, or or if yeah. our viewers want. Um, hey, yeah. And if you let do, us know. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, we're active on Twitter. You can write to us. You can email us. And in fact, um, we are a completely independent and self-funded podcast. So if you like what we're doing, uh, you can always support us on Patreon. Uh, this is important because, you know, we don't receive any sort of funding from any entity, which means that we can cover what we want, when we want, and how we want. So yeah. if you like how we cover stuff and if you like the fact that we get all these guests on our podcast and we're not beholden <laughs> to any specific companies or anything, then uh, give us some support. Yeah. Music for this episode was provided by Christine. And remember that I've been having these weird thoughts lately, like the popcorn, popcorn isn't, isn't real. real. <laughs>